Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. We are on episode three, Joseph. We are. We are junior podcasters now. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what a junior podcaster is, but if that's what we are, then I celebrate it. Well, that's what they talk about with albums, where like you have your first album, and then your sophomore outing, and then... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Junior. So this is our junior So I'm a little slow tonight, apparently. No, it's yeah. okay. So, it's episode three, and uh, I'm Nate Robinsoff. How are you, Joe? Man, I'm good. I'm very good, actually. Well, so that's great. It is great. It's very good. Today, we are talking about um, the church and why it sucks and is boring. And that's the title of what we got. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Joseph, it's, as a it's, pastor, is going to have a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, it's the most exciting topic I could have ever thought of as a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> why does church suck and why is it boring? Well, we're going to get into it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So, my first question for this today is um church what is the point of church why right. does church exist what what's what's uh what's the deal with it why <laughs> all right so first one there what's the point of church so i'm gonna i think it'd be good for us to define church how about that okay all right so i feel like we might have done that in the first episode but this is episode three, so go. Right. So so the the church, the word church is derived from the Greek word ekklesia. So the word has a connotation of a gathered assembly. So within Christianity, the church is both global, meaning all the followers of Jesus on the earth, and the church is also local, so the gathered assembly of local believers. So the point is that the word church should refer to the people of God and not just a building. And I think most often when we think of church, we think of the building, the place we go to. And so I have no problem speaking of a local assembly who gathers in the same place each week as a church, but understanding that when the building is empty, it's just an empty building, not an ecclesia, not quote-unquote the church. All right, so... Now that I've said all that, I completely understand the validity of your original question. What's the point of believers assembling together as the church? Okay. I believe the point of believers assembling together should be for the purpose of worshiping God. Okay. Okay. So, worshiping God through song, through liturgy, scripture reading, hearing the word, prayer, communion. So... This to me is, when we say worshiping God, that's the means, the ways in which we do it. Can you um, just define liturgy? Oh, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good one. So liturgy simply just being the, the things that are done throughout the course of a church service. And so it's kind of like the, the movement of the church service. So okay. going from, let's say, a, a welcoming song to a reading from scripture to a prayer to now more songs to another reading to another prayer the reading of scripture again the preaching of scripture communion so liturgy just being the things that you do throughout this church service and they're usually liturgy is structured in such a way that where there's a an intentional movement okay from the beginning of the service to the end of the service okay 
Yeah, it's a good question. And so, for so I believe the purpose then of a of assembling together the point of church would be that through you know worship encountering God in His presence, um, that we would experience Him dwelling with us as okay. we've gathered together in His name. So, but again, the point just being worshiping God. Okay. Um, and why do people go? Like, why would, why, why do all these Christians go to church? Right. When I guess they could do the same thing at somebody's house. Like, if there's two people, that's more than one person. Right. Here we are. Right. Why go to this building? Right. That's a good question, actually, Nate. Okay. I could go off on a long tangent on this one. Okay. Um, go ahead. It, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer the question the best I can of why do people um, go to church? Why do they? Why do they gather together? Okay. okay, so I think there's a ton of reasons okay. why people go to a building on Sunday morning or Saturday night, whenever it may be. So I think some are there to they want to worship God. And I think usually a lot of times in the Western world, when we say that, we mean singing songs, like we're going to worship through song. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think others go because they want to learn about God or they want to learn about the Bible. Others go because they want to learn how to be a better person. I think others go because they want to see their friends. For others, it's to fulfill a socially, cultural, you know, expectation and then I think there's some that their parents or their spouse has actually made them go. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some, it's just what they've done on Sunday mornings. And so they continue to do it on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And if you ask them, why do you go to church on Sunday mornings? They'd say, well, that's just what we do. And so I think there's a ton of reasons of why people go to church. Now, get into your question of why do they actually go to a building I think it's a really good question to ask because it doesn't, you don't have to go to a building. Okay. And so this is where, okay, this is where I think things are going to get, um, be a little bit interesting here, but it's why I think that I, I really think that the building is not, ne- is not necessary. Okay. I know, I'm a pastor and I just said that out loud. So just meet outside. Right. So <laughs> just meet outside. Or meet at homes. Okay. I'm perfectly fine with meeting at homes. But I do want to say this. You can't... The idea of someone being a Christian indiv- privately, individually, in isolation from other Christian believers. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's say I'm living here... And I just choose not to go to church, but I want to say that I'm a Christian. I think I think that is problematic biblically and theologically. Why? Because when one is when one comes to know Christ and begins to be a follower of Jesus, they're automatically made to be part of the larger body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they they are you're being comprised of as the body. Okay. So throughout New Testament, what we see is that the body of Christ serves a purpose not only in reaching those that don't know Jesus, but also for each other. 
And so, so is you know, if you read through Romans or Ephesians or Corinthians, there's this emphasis on the gathered togetherness of those who know and worship Jesus. And actually, in Hebrews chapter 10, the author of Hebrews says, do not forsake the assembling together. And so we're actually told not to forsake that assembly. So I think if it is possible for us to gather with other believers, we need to do that regularly, not just for our sake of what we may receive, but also for other individuals sake that we might serve as and we might serve as a conduit if you were of the Lord to actually build and encourage someone else up and I'll we can get into that a little bit later we can okay. talk about the biblical parts of church but I think it's I think it's a huge component that we are going to receive something and give something when we go to church okay. and so but but I so I never think we were made to be Christians in isolation because I don't think we can actually mature and grow there. But I'm getting to okay. so I'm building up the encouraging. It's all leading us to this bigger point of being able to be individuals who are following Jesus, who are becoming to we are beginning to look more like Jesus, and that happens through interactions. One of the great passages uh, that we can see through the New Testament is or passages going through the New Testament is all these passages these fr- that include these phrases of one another. Do this one to another. Do this one to another. And it's all in the context of this community. And so we simply cannot be outside of community if we want to fulfill all the one another's of Scripture. So being in community as a spirit, as a spirit people is to me is a huge, huge deal. And so we just never can undervalue that. And I think, unfortunately, because of social media and different platforms, it's enabled us to. I think it served a purpose, like during COVID and those types of things, to be able to stay connected online. But I think if we're able to physically go and be part of a gathering, we need to physically go and be part of that gathering. Well, I feel personally attacked (laughs) by you and the Lord. (laughs) But <laughs> why, why do you feel personally attacked <laughs> by me and the Lord, Nate? Well, because I told you I haven't been gone to church in a while. Right. Right. So thanks. You're welcome. I asked the question, so this is why I get <laughs> Okay. So uh, the title of the episode is Church Sucks and It's Boring. Right. So not saying I think church sucks and it's boring, but if... I but do you? if I were to think that church sucks and it's boring, why would metaphorical I <laughs> think that church sucks and it's boring based on your pastoral history? Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to base it upon my pastoral history of having these conversations with okay. you over the last... Okay. okay. I'm, I'm actually not saying me personally. I'm saying right. I'm a person saying I think church sucks and it's boring. Right. Why do you why think do you I... Think why okay. am I saying that? Okay. My guess is that you think it sucks because you believe people in church are fake and judgmental. Sure. And I believe you think it's boring... 
because you wonder what you are really getting out of it. I mean, the music is average at best. This is you saying this. This is what this is me <laughs> saying. Don't edit this wrong, mate. I can, this could be edited so wrongly. Okay. I believe that individuals think that church is boring because the music is at best average. Sermons are not intellectually engaging. There's got to be something that I can do better with my time in that one hour at the commute time. Now I'm at an hour and a half to two hours on a Sunday morning other than listening to average music and a shallow teaching. Okay. Also football's on. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not yet, but. Not right, but it will be. When so. this comes out, football's going to be on. <laughs> right. Right. So that, so how'd I do? I, uh, yeah. Are there things I'm missing there? Um, I think, uh, I, I think, I think that's about right. Yeah. I think it's just, uh, it's obviously not the most entertaining thing. Sure. Like if you, if you aren't deep into it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, like I just don't like this genre of music. Like in general, not saying right. the genre of music in the in the in the church that the church usually does or whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm hearing this, but nothing is. This doesn't make any sense to me, and that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. So that's what I would say. I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I don't know where to go from here. Well. I guess to the next question. We'll probably get back to this later because I'm probably wrong for thinking this, and that's the whole point. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, well, well, but I mean, but it, I mean, I think most people do think there's a sense of fakeness to it mm-hmm. or programmedness to it right. or irrelevancy to it. Mm-hmm. Outdatedness. You know, yeah, or outdatedness, depending on the type of setting you walk into on a Sunday morning. Right. So I like I understand that. Like as a pastor, like I get that. Mm-hmm. Like I get that people come in to a church and they have that perspective, mm-hmm. that perception of it. Like I completely get that. Mm-hmm. And and I understand why they think some of the things are boring. Mm-hmm. And I also understand why they think some of the things are just weird. Okay. Like I get all of that. And and so, so should I title it "Church Sucks" and it's boring and also weird? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to, you okay. can. <laughs> You're in charge over here. I'm just along <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> so, um, but no, I mean, I, I get all that as a pastor. Mm. Like, I, I really, genuinely do understand that that is where people's people have that perspective, mm-hmm. and and I and, and and I will say I've walked into church before and be like, "This sucks." Mm-hmm. This is boring. When, though? When have I done that? Yeah. Recently? Oh, I've done that recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I can I can say all those things, and I, we'll, we'll get into it later on, and okay. some of the other questions, but, yeah, I, I, I just want people to know, like, I get, as a pastor, like, I understand that's their perspective. Okay. And I'm not saying they should just... That I'm just discarding that. Right. I genuinely understand that's their perspective. Okay. And where that comes from. Okay. Yeah. So when you're on the stage preaching, mm-hmm. are you ever, do you ever look out there and go, oh, I'm losing everybody? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, 
by losing people, I think I sort of look out and I go, oh man, they're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Or. So you think they're stupid? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that what I'm saying is not connecting with them. Okay. So I look that up on myself. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm not saying it in such a way that is helping them connect this to their life and to their world. So why does it apply to them? Okay. Right. I mean, if I'm going to listen to somebody talk, I'm hoping I'm getting something out of that. Right. Personally, that's going to uh, enable me to connect with whatever's being said to my life. Okay. And I think if it's just abstract, you know, or if it's just so theologically dense or, or if it's just so shallow and, you know, I'm just giving you some kind of self-help talk, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've been there okay. where I'm looking out and going, man, I I need to communicate better. Hey, guys, we're going to do communion again. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, not going to do that day ever. All right. All right. Okay, next question. That was a fun one. I like your definition of fun. <laughs> okay, next question. Um why are there different ways of doing church? Like, why do some churches have hymns and other churches play full band songs with mm-hmm. lasers and and lights and stuff? Right. And, like, one church has a an organ and a choir, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the next church is... Is thirty people in a choir all on stage on bleachers and and eight guys on guitar and you know like what <laughs> uh, you know and some of them are eight hours long and then other ones are like we're done at ten right and that's it and then right. you know some of them you 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 have to stand up and sit down and yep. read this and eat that and and put your right foot in, put your right foot out. Like what, Right. what's the deal? What right. happened? Why? Like we all <laughs> worship the same God. So why can't I go to a church and just have the generally the same experience? <laughs> yeah. All right. One word for you, Nate. Okay. Preference. That, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. It's just preference. Okay. Okay. So like all the things you just listed, what songs to sing, what style the songs be in, High church, low church. By high church, I just mean like all of the liturgy, the sitting down, the standing up, right. that kind of stuff. The low church just being, you know, there's there's no bullets in it. It's pretty casual. Mm-hmm. Um, length of time. That's all just preference. Um, you know, except the hokey pokey. Right. That probably should be mandatory in all <laughs> services. Just, for, just to, for an entertainment purpose. But, yeah, you're right. All Christians worshiping the same God. But preference more than anything else is shaping how much, uh, much uh, shaping how much of it looks. Okay. Um, and I think there's especially a lot of cultural preference or generational preference. Okay, so to build on that, mm-hmm. like I understand that it's my preference of which one to pick. Okay. In the today and now. Right. Right. But what happened when people were coming up with all these like yeah like how did how did it how did we get here where did the branches start <laughs> okay in where we're gonna do it this way now 
Right. And we're going to, this is how we do church now. And like, what, how did all that happen? I gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So in the early church, you're getting a lot of influence from the synagogue. Okay. And so remember for the early church, especially since the early, the, the earliest believers were Jews, their, their religious experience of what a gathering entailed was surrounded by the synagogue and, and so in influenced by the synagogue. And so if when we're looking at early church and that's the beginning of it, it's like they're being influenced by the synagogue. So then as it begins to then spread and then now we're into the Gentile world, they're not connected as much to the synagogue. A lot of churches in the Gentile world are occurring in homes and so they're meeting okay. now in houses and not synagogues. And so they're doing things there. And then eventually you do get to where you're, you're having your meeting in buildings. And then of course, I mean, we could go down a long rabbit trail, but on all this, but eventually you're, you have buildings, liturgies are beginning to be established. And it's kind of like, okay, what are we going to look like now as a church, as a people of God, outside of going and meeting in a synagogue, mm-hmm. okay? And so now it begins to change, and it's culturally being influenced. Um, and so especially as we get in, you know, in re- regards to the Roman Empire, right? So it's there is some cultural influence that's happening there. And then we continue on, and it continues with the, you have the Catholic Church and then the Greek Orthodox Church. There's some similarities, but there's also differences. Again, a lot of it is cultural um, okay. between the East and the Western Church. And I say, and I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't want to make light of cultural because in that there are values that are being established that are important. Okay. Right. And so for the different branches and then Reformation hits in the 1500s and they're wanting to elevate the word of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Above the liturgy. All right. Or, or not necessarily above liturgy, but above um, all of the the traditional parts of so the word of God is being, let me put it this way. The word of God is now the center. Okay. okay? So the word of God is the center of the service. It's given the highest you know, degree of importance in the service. And so if you look at cathedrals that were built after the reformation, a lot of cathedrals within them have the, the place where the preacher would preach elevated up higher. And it wasn't just for, projection purposes it was also a symbolic okay. of the word is being lifted up above okay. okay and then you know in the anglican church communion becomes the centerpiece all right so now everything is is building up to to the act of taking communion okay. all right every week and then you know in our in our you know modern churches you know, you're trying to, they're trying to reach a particular generation. So now we've got singing that's happening with full bands. And so they're not, you know, as they're trying to reach younger people. So they're not doing as many hymns. They're not doing the more traditional service that the quote unquote contemporary service. And so now resources are being, you know, um, dumped into that singing part, the mm-hmm. congregational singing part. And with a, with a, you know, lead band on the stage or whatever. And so I think all of it kind of boils down to values. Okay. People are making value calls of what needs, what is most important or what is important and what's most important. And that's where you start having a lot of these preferences. 
Okay. That's why you have so many churches looking so different. And I call them preferences, but it's really about values. What do we, what do we value? Mm-hmm. What's important to us as a people? So, so I guess the next question is like, what does? Is there anything in the actual Bible that tells us what we should be valuing most over everything else? Okay. Yeah. So, or like, what's the what's the? Is there a biblical roadmap? To a church service. Okay. Or, or, yeah. 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 Okay. So it's actually not discussed a lot in okay. the Bible, I mean, at all. So the closest thing we've got to that is, so in Acts chapter 2, mm-hmm. so this is the very beginning of the early church. The Holy Spirit has just come down. 3,000 people come to know Christ after Peter preaches. And so in chapter 2, Verse 40 says, With many other words he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So in Acts 2, then, in verse 42, there's these four elements the apostles teaching which is simply just passing on the teaching of jesus as well as interpreting old testament scripture in light of jesus in light of the messiah who has come secondly was fellowship so this is gathering together as believers for encouragement in the lord and to continue to follow the lord this this would include worshiping through the psalms and even early christian hymns the third is the breaking of bread, which is eating together, yes, but but it's also as a reference to communion. Okay. okay? So to communion and then prayer. So you have these four elements in there in Acts 2.42, but it's not like it's saying when you have a church service, do it this way. Okay. All right. The closest thing we actually get to that is in 1 Corinthians 11 through 14. And Paul speaks of the following elements there. He speaks about communion. So he tells us that, you know, when you gather together, this is what you need to do in regards to communion. And then he speaks about the ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You gather together, these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit need to, or not need to be, but can be operating Mm -hmm. together, okay? Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 26 does say something interesting in in regards to what are the things that are important, okay? So Paul says, What then, brothers and sisters, whenever you come together, each one has a hymn, a teaching, a revelation, another tongue, or an interpretation. And everything is to be done for building up. And so, (laughs) and that really is about all that's there in Scripture in regards to these are the things, the elements, if you were, within a church service. Mm-hmm. But in regards to, is there like a roadmap? These are the things that need to be in the church service. This is how it should happen. No, there's not. That's not there okay. in the Bible. So, And that's all from the New Testament. There was... Right. There was definitely, like, there's definitely roadmaps for, like, how you're supposed to, to do a lot of things in the Old Testament. Correct. So wh- why is there that? In the Old Testament, and then this 
figure it out, guys. In stuff new, in the New Testament. That's a good question. Again, remember, there's so much influence from the synagogue. So they're shaping so much of what they do okay. through the synagogue, okay, which is the Old Testament influence. Okay. Okay, so granted, it's not the temple services, right? Right. Um, but there's so much influence that's... And then now, in the age of the synagogues, there's so much tradition within those synagogues and how they function mm-hmm. and how they operate. And so much of that was borrowed by the early church for how they conducted their early services. Okay. And so but so there's so there would be an emphasis on teaching the, mm-hmm. the the scriptures. There'd be an emphasis on singing psalms mm-hmm. and there'd be a, an and there'd be an emphasis on prayer. And those would be the, these primary emphasis, mm-hmm. okay? So you'd have the reading of the scriptures and the preaching of it. You'd have praying and you'd have singing hymns. Mm-hmm. And th- that would be kind of that core part of synagogue worship, if you were. Mm-hmm. And so that's very similar, actually, to what you see in Acts 2, 42. The teaching, okay. the prayer... And so the fellowship together, which would include that singing part, mm-hmm. and then you see communion being brought in. Okay, and that was that becomes a distinction between the Christian between Christians and Jews. Mm-hmm. The the celebration of communion, the celebration of Christ's death on the cross. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. So, so they didn't really need the. We didn't need the strictest of roadmap because we had something that we were basing it on already. We right. were just adding things to it. Right. And then, of course, you know, you see Paul here in First Corinthians, and he's addressing something like the ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right. So when you come together, people can have prophecies and revelations and tongues and interpretation of tongues. And that's new, too. People have tongues? People speak in tongues. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> and so... Um, Use your podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and so in first, and so in First Corinthians, as Paul's laying this out, this is this is they're having to. The beautiful thing about First Corinthians is you're actually getting to see Paul address a church that's gone haywire in their services. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, and he's bringing some correction to it. Like how haywire? Um, you've got two things. Well, you've got a few things going on in Corinthians, but. Two of them is there's some divisions that are happening in the church based upon people following certain personalities. In other words, oh, I'm with Peter, or I'm with Paul, or I'm with Apollos. Okay. Oh, okay. And and so and Paul's like trying to help politics. them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and but we see the same thing today. Yeah. If people will follow personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul's saying, listen, stop that. We're just followers of Christ, okay? okay. So that's one thing that's initially. But in regards to church service specifically, it seems as if there's this kind of out-of-balance approach with or an out-of-balance use of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so, in other words, it's gotten extreme and it's gotten chaotic. Like they're doing it wrong? Like they're Like they're doing it... Without love and without grace toward one another, so they're doing it to show off that they have gifts. Yeah, it, yeah, it becomes a little hyper spiritual in that sense. Okay, yeah, and so Paul's bringing a balance to it. He's saying there needs to be the gifts. Okay, the gifts are fine, 
Mm-hmm. And so he spends a whole chapter kind of outlining chapter 12, here's the gifts. And in chapter 14, he's saying, all right, now this is how the gifts should function when you actually come together. Mm-hmm. This is how prophecy should work, how tongues should work, interpretation of tongues should work, words mm-hmm. of knowledge. So he's actually providing now a framework for them to help balance what's you know the extremes that they've gotten into. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that's so there are these new elements with communion and with the ministry that gets the Holy Spirit that are being brought into what they as Jews would have already known. Mm-hmm. And again, especially as you go into the Gentile world, there's not much, as much rootedness in synagogue worship, obviously. Right. And so... Like there's none of that now in some things, right? In, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And so, but, so now it's a matter of going, okay, so... If we're not if we're not going to do this, you know, it, I think that's probably what happened a little bit in the first, you know, in First Corinthians, you know, with the Church of Corinth, is they didn't have they weren't really following a good mm-hmm. kind of they didn't have guidance on what they were supposed to be doing, okay. how it's supposed to look, and it was new for them, mm-hmm. right? And um, so they were trying to figure it out. But like some some churches have or have no guidance at all, right? Uh, um. No, I think every church has like a a general a general roadmap. yeah a general idea of what's gonna okay. of the direction they're headed. Okay. Yeah, I think most churches do, even though they don't have bulletins and that kind of stuff, and generally have a, a general idea of how the service is gonna play out. In the sense of, all right, we're gonna start with some songs, have some announcements, have some teaching, and do communion or mm. not do communion, whatever it may be. But I do think there's a general sense of how things are gonna play out. Okay. All right, so back to it sucking and being boring. Great. <laughs> um, so, again, not saying I think it sucks and it's boring. I, I, I get you. It's boring. not that you're saying that. Not that I'm saying that. I'm not winking at anyone. Um, Stop winking at me. <laughs> gross. Um, does, okay, so does God want me to go put myself through church even though it's it it sucks and it's boring <laughs> so you're asking is god wanting to torture you right like is this something that i you're, you're proving yeah. your love or your devotion right. to christ my you're right all right here's where i would begin <laughs> by asking you a question in return okay all right so is let me ask a couple things. I'm not saying you have to answer them right now, but is church for you or is church for God? Okay. Are you, let me, let me, let me, yeah. let me say what I mean by that. Are you just a consumer coming to receive something or wanting to be entertained or is church supposed to be something different? And I'm not saying that we cannot have a preference to the way the songs are played or you know, music styles or sermons. But the heart of it is, is that really the main gist? So do we just come down our preferences met or are we gathering together for a different purpose? I feel like with a lot of answers about Jesus things, it's both. Okay. All right. So... (laughs) How then would you? So when I when you say it's both, it's, so so 
when I go when I go to church, like I am supposed to be there for God. Uh huh. But I also do get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Also, sure. so the answer is both. Okay, and so, but here's where I'm getting to. Okay, all right. So, because you're asking the question is if it's just so boring, right? Does God really want me to go and just be bored out of my mind, right? Right? If it's so terrible, do I have to go endure this right. to become a quote unquote better Christian, right? Okay, and like so, I get what you're asking. As long as there's a, but I don't want it to be the only thing is. Because I want my need met. Okay. See, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. It's like, I think so many times we go into church going, what is this church going to offer me? Mm-hmm. What is this church going to do for me? What is this service going to do for me? Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be the beginning point okay. from which we operate. But then I, I guess I would say, like, if it isn't for me uh, and it's for God, right? why does he need my help? Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's God. Sure. So, Yeah, but, so for example, getting back to, we talk about the yeah. ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Right. So, what if I said that he actually wants to use right. okay. different people in a church service to minister to others so that they would look more like Jesus? Okay. That they would be encouraged and built up. Right. Yeah. And I think, okay, so... I guess here's where I'm getting to with the boredom part. Okay. I think most times we're bored because there, there's nothing expected of us. Okay. That One. Might... Right. And then two, like you and I could go to a concert. Right. I'm not, I'm not giving anything to that concert, right? Right. But I'm going to enjoy that concert. Or not enjoy it. Or not enjoy it. Right. Depending on if I'm entertained by it or not. Right. Okay. And I think that's part of it too. Like... Am I going if am I going to church to just be entertained or not? And so, and I don't think that that should be the parameter in which we think about church. Okay. I think we, because again, it's now I'm just a participant. Okay. And I think that if it's if I'm really being asked to bring something to the table, okay, in the way I minister to other people, speak to one because, and I'm also being part of a family. There's also a family gathering component. Okay. I'm, I'm with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'm with them in community as a church family. I want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to serve or to do or to bear through things mm-hmm. that I may not love preferentially for the benefit of this whole body, mm-hmm. this family. And also that I might worship God through song, through communion, through the word. So. God wants to, I think, use us through ministry, but not, God also wants to be worshipped. And maybe we can talk about that as another topic for another day. <laughs> I can already see where your head is going on that you one. You know right? where my head's going. Right. And so, right. like, what, has God on an ego trip or something? No. Right. My and head's so. going, okay, so what if I told you, okay. hey, Joseph, everything that you just said, that sounds like it sucks and it's really boring. So what would you say to that? Then? Yeah. Well, I would say that... I mean, I'm essentially calling the. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. All right. So, I guess let me put it in this framework. Okay. Okay. If music is just being played for my entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. or if the message is just a 
prosperity gospel message, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think church sucks. Okay. Because the entertainment's bad and the message is bad. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, okay, so you're saying if that's all they're going for. Right. And you don't like it, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Okay. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and, I, and, and plus, I think if that's all they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> is, is we want to entertain you and get your money. Right. That's terrible. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't want to be there either. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> All right. And expensive. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You got an ATM in the yeah. lobby. What's it's, that? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and if the, if the music style is not what I prefer, okay, like I, I'll own that one. Mm-hmm. If the music style is not what I prefer, I might not engage as much. Okay. okay? That's yeah. preference, right? right? Or if the preacher... It's just monotone. Yeah. Right? Um, then, yeah, it can feel boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah. It can feel boring. In fact, if I'm not engaging with the music style or if the if the, if the the preacher is just, mm, right, the whole time, it's, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to feel boring. Obviously, God isn't using this man because. <laughs> I am. I am not saying that. <laughs> All I am saying is it can feel boring. But like as I said before, I do think we still have to move past our preferences and see our coming to church from a different perspective. Okay. Because, I mean, to me, how how incredible is it that I get to go be my brothers and sisters in Christ, worship with them, mm-hmm. and and that God might even use me? Mm-hmm. Right, and so I think that maybe it does depend somewhat on the church environment you're in. Right? Does the church environment expect that of you, or is it something else? So you're saying I'm not excited enough. I'm saying <laughs> that I wonder. I wonder if you had the opportunity to be more than a spectator, if you would feel more engaged. Okay. Man, this is about me a lot today. Ugh. All right, whatever. <laughs> okay, so I guess how I feel. <laughs> I guess how it, I say feel it. right now is that you're telling me that I need to change in order for me to not find church to suck or be boring. I think that's part of it. Okay. But, I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's just a perspective change. Okay. Right? I'm changing my perspective from what am I getting out of it. Okay. To why am I really there? Okay. To worship God and to, and to give, to, 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 to be a blessing to someone else. Right? Okay. If that's why I'm there, I'll, I'll, I will wade through things that I don't really love as much. Right. Because I know I'm there for a different reason. Okay. Then then it just being about me. So I guess what I'm saying is if the only reason I'm going to church, like if my mentality mm-hmm. is I'm going to go to church cuz I want to get something out of it, you're already you're already lost. You're already not going to enjoy that service as much. Okay. Whether it's in that very moment or eventually so you're saying eventually you'll go, well, I'm not getting out of this anymore. Right. I'm going to go somewhere else. Well, how many times can we do that? 
Right. Before or, we just realize, oh, I'm just never going to get anything out of it, so I'm going to quit going to church. Right. Okay. But I think when you've done that, it's all because it's what can I get out of it? Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, in, and to be honest with you, church leaders are partly to blame for that. But why? <laughs> because we have created a consumer culture That's in right. church. Okay. And we've talked about this before yeah. a little bit, right? Yes. But yeah, we've created a consumer culture in church where we have almost trained people right. to ask the question, what do I get out of it? And to think it sucks and it's boring. Right. If they aren't getting enough out of it. Right. Okay. Right. I understand. And, and again, I'm not saying, like, listen, I understand. I walk into some places sometimes and I'm like, oh, this music is really bad today. Yeah. Right? Right. Or, oh, man, that message was a hot mess. It was an ordered, structured. It, you know, I, I could make head or tails of it. You're right. And so I, I get that that happens. Like, I'm not knocking that. But if I can also go in and go, but I know why I'm here to worship God, to be a blessing to others, I can, I can, I can move past those other things. I just know that if I always have the mentality of what can I get out of it, I, I will, I will, I will just burn through church to church to church. Okay. Yeah. Because eventually they're not going to meet whatever my present quote unquote need is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Just just one more time, since I obviously am not looking at things correctly <laughs> as a Christian human being on earth. Okay. <laughs> so just one more, like, yeah. So I should not think that church is boring or that it sucks because I should, I, I guess I should have a perspective of, I am here because I am, I guess, learning or getting trained on how to make other people Christians better, and I am, I am excited about the fact that I am still alive because the Lord allowed it, and so I should worship Him. <laughs> And so if I think about it that way, then I have a good time, no matter how much I hate the music or think the pastor sucks. (laughs) I think we're moving in the right direction. Okay. But (laughs) as a pastor, your phrasing of things is making me a little unsure. (laughs) So (laughs) unsure of myself and unsure of what I'm saying. And so, no, but seriously, I think that, okay. I think we can acknowledge the fact that we're going to probably go to a church where there's at least some connection that I feel some connection to the service. That I right? actually that I do am enjoy. a little bit entertained. Yeah, that, bit. that okay. I do actually enjoy, okay. whether it's the music or whether it's the preaching. Okay. Something there, okay? I'm going to I, – I, you're probably going to connect with some part that you go, I really enjoy this part of the service. Okay. Okay. So I'm not denying that. Okay. All right. I'm not saying we can't look around and go, man, that was that music was terrible, or okay. oh, this is so boring, or why are we standing up and sitting down so much? Like, I'm not saying that we can't feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. All right. But what I'm also saying is, is that I know that if I am if I'm showing up, I'm I'm going to worship Jesus today. Okay. Because I am alive. 
right? Or because of a myriad of other reasons. Okay. Right? Because of all that he's done for me, because of who he is, you know, and if, if nothing else, honestly, because he came and died on a cross, right? Right. So he's worthy to my worship. So I'm going to worship him. And I also want to be used by the Lord in some fashion, some way, to hopefully be a blessing to somebody else mm-hmm. while I'm there. Connect with somebody, you know, and encourage them. Um, and so, or I think there's a, uh, I think there's a, just a, a beauty in being part of a, a community of, of believers together, mm-hmm. right? And so, of just I'm with them. I've been with them for not now just days or weeks, but years and I'm building traction with them mm. and I understand there's, there's people who are like, man, I've not been in church anywhere, any, you know, much less years or even months, but we, but we begin to form connections, relationships, community, and we begin to just walk with people through life. And then the service itself is one part of church and maybe not the whole part of church okay. of my church, quote unquote experience. Right. And I, and I and I think maybe that's part of the leadership within churches' fault as well. We've centered so much on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. We've made it the moment mm-hmm. that the church is judged by. Mm-hmm. And I and instead of saying no, there's su- such a broader, richer experience of church life mm-hmm. that in, that Sunday morning is a part of, but it's not the only part. Of it. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like I feel this way. Okay. Maybe not now because of our conversation. Right. I've enlightened you. <laughs> but I have I feel this way and I've I've I mean I know I've talked to people mm-hmm. who also feel this way this way, like, why would I go there? Like, yeah. what <laughs> and so since I feel this way, what should the church be doing to to get me and people like me to stop feeling this way? I got gotcha. you. Well, uh, okay. So here's a few thoughts. Okay. All right. I'm not saying it's exhaustive. Here's a few thoughts. I think we need to continue to allow church to be more relational. Okay. So relational with the Lord and with each other and not just in like home groups. Mm-hmm. The actual Sunday morning, mm-hmm. um, and and so and I think I th- I think that we can lose that on Sunday morning sometimes. The idea of we're wanting Sunday morning to be really relational, where people relate to the Lord and relate to others, and we we make it about other things, mm-hmm. and those two things are no longer the priorities. Um, so I guess I would say in that in light of that, like churches have to quit trying to make every Sunday. A performance event, okay, where everything is supposed to be done with you know excellence mm-hmm. and sound great and look great and appear great. I think rather we should recover the purpose for gathering together on the Lord's day, and that we should see it as the opportunity. To be honest with you, like I love. I, I don't know. I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. Probably going to sound very pastorish here. But it, genuinely, <laughs> I love Sunday mornings, not because I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. Okay? I love worshiping with the family of God. 
I love it. Okay. I love, genuinely love worshiping because it's the it's the, it's the one time a week during the week we we get together to worship the Lord together. Mm-hmm. I can't do that every other day, right? Mm-hmm. I can actually go listen to sermons uh, other times, uh, uh, like right, like on a podcast, like on a podcast. Okay, podcasts are great, by the way. And so, wow, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so. Yes, but I can't. I'm not getting together to worship with the church family mm-hmm. every week uh, or every day. Right. I get to do that once a week, you know, and and maybe sometimes it's twice depending on the church you go to. But I get to worship the church family and and, and worship through song and worship through communion and worship through the word. But I get to worship with them together, and so for me, that's the. The beauty of it, you know, we we get to praise together. We get to sing songs of adoration together. We actually get to lament together. And I think that's something that is not brought up enough, too. Because if church is all about just... Yeah, so... Lamenting. Lament, yeah. So, lament, if I... So, a lament is that I'm going to express my sadness, express my grief. So if, if one is going to lament, then they're expressing sadness. They're expressing grief. They're expressing okay. anguish. Okay? Does that, I mean... And here's the crazy thing. The Bible's full of laments. Okay. And and so here's what I'm saying, too. So if, if Sunday morning is about entertaining, if Sunday morning is about putting on this really great performance, this great show. Guess what I'm never going to do? Cry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, or at least lament, right? I mean, yeah. rarely am I going to do that. Right. Right. I can remember meetings, uh, like after 9-11, for example, happened. Mm-hmm. I can distinctly remember having times getting together with the church where we lamented mm-hmm. together as a church family over what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, and I think that there were even times during COVID where lament was happening, okay. where there was grief and there was sadness. And the church was doing like, grieving together, ang- having anguish together at times. But that's not the normal rhythm of the church. Mm-hmm. It takes, unfortunately, events like that for the church to do that congregationally together a lot mm-hmm. of times. But the reality is there's people that go through some really hard things. And we need to be able to lament together as a church family sometimes. And we need to be able to express, I mean, like, I, and I'm, I'm, I'd have to look at the exact number, but at least like a third of the Psalms, there's 150 Psalms, at least like a third of them, I believe, are laments. And so there's these songs that are already in Scripture that express sadness and express mm-hmm. grief toward the Lord. And we don't do that often enough, but we have an opportunity to do that on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. That it's not just, you know, put a smile on your face and everything's all happy and good. Mm-hmm. No, some things, sometimes things are really tough. And I think people would honestly probably appreciate the rawness of that a little bit. You know, of we're engaging in sadness or grief because of something that happened in the community, because of something that's happened in the church family. But we're going to do this together. And so, again, we can praise together, we can lament together, we can hear the words of Jesus together, we pray together, 
And, you know, we begin to look a little more like Jesus over time. And I think that can be the beauty of it. It, So when you ask, what should the church do to not make church suck or stop being boring? I I just think we can get back to being uh, um, a, a relational people that I guess not a relational people back to putting the first things first. Okay. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> I'm not saying we're gonna cry every <laughs> single Sunday, but you know we can, but but we can. But we're the point. The the whole point of gathering together is the Lord and being with each other, mm-hmm. not a performance, mm-hmm. not to entertain, not to draw big crowds, not to sound the most relevant, mm-hmm. right? Even though that's all not a bad thing, it just shouldn't be the priority. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not against having good sounding music. Mm-hmm. I'm not against being, you know, relevant in the way we speak and the way we communicate. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not against those things at all, mm-hmm. right? But they shouldn't be the highest priorities. So terrible musicians, <laughs> lots of crying, right? And communion because we're not Jewish anymore. It's the three elements. Those are the three elements. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> please, if that's all you heard of this podcast, please <laughs> listen to the rest of it. Um, say I were trying to find a church. Okay. What am I looking for? I feel like we might have answered this. But in this in this context. Yeah, yeah. In this, right. you know. Yeah, what are you looking for? What am I looking for? Yeah. And so, I wouldn't judge a church by the size. Okay. okay. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's large or if it's small. Okay. Um, to me, again, it's about, I'll get back to priorities or mm-hmm. values, if you want to call them values. And so you don't want to go to a church where it's all about attendance, buildings, mm-hmm. cash, you know, like that's always the emphasis, right? Like mm-hmm. every Sunday is sacrifice Sunday, you know, to give a little bit more like, no, like that's, we don't want to go to that kind of church, okay? Um, I don't want to be in a church where it's just about the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I don't want the church to be just about what happens on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It needs to be something more rich, more full than that. Okay. So, I think if I was looking for a church, okay? Um, well, I'll, if I'm talking to you, you're asking mm-hmm. me that question. What kind of church should I look for? I'm like, all right. Find a church where it's evident, where you see tangible evidence Mm -hmm. of people loving God and loving others. Mm -hmm. Tangible evidence of people making disciples. So you'll notice in all that, I didn't say programs, I didn't say events, I didn't say the the style of church, but like, are they tangibly loving God, loving others, and making disciples? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for me... So tangibly, I guess, I would hope that, number one, the church is encouraging this growing personal relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. They're saying, get to know Jesus, Mm -hmm. all right? And so through his his word, grow in Jesus. Um, Through prayer, grow in Jesus. So it's personal and it's growing relationship in God. Um, Secondly, I would hope that there is this desire this recognition that the presence of God is actually 
the only thing that distinguishes us from every other group on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not our good deeds. It's not our morals. It's the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Tangibly, I would hope that people would be a people. I would hope the, the church would be a church of prayer. That they would take prayer seriously. Mm-hmm. They would take the Bible seriously. Because you've got to be able to define loving one another according to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, that loving one another has to always be defined by how does Scripture say we love one another. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and then I would hope that there'd be this care. You know, it's so like when you think about loving one another, this care for the spiritual, emotional. And physical needs of the local church family, mm-hmm. like you can see that at play. Mm-hmm. Like they are caring for the spiritual, emotional, physical needs of the church family, of the global church family. Mm-hmm. So they're not just kind of stuck in their, you know, four walls, you know. Um, and and then also in the community, mm-hmm. I would hope that there'd be a tangible expression of how this church is caring for the spiritual, emotional, physical needs of the community. That they that they're in, and and then finally that they would feel this, they would f- they would feel compelled to share the gospel with others, mm-hmm. or at least they're talking about that. They're emphasizing share the gospel with others, uh, become intentionally involved, invested in others to see them grow in Christ, mature in Christ, and that, that would be those things be like tangible things that you can see and make note of. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they can have great programs. So I'm not knocking programs. They can have great programs. They can have, you know, cool events from time to time. I'm, I'm not knocking any of those things, but these are the things that I would want to look for if I'm looking for a church family. Mm-hmm. And you think like what, everything that you just said, that's what you think is, is ideally what everyone should be looking for. If they're looking for a church family. Yes. Okay. Because, yeah, because it, it's it's that place of, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to just walk in and go, are they going to care for me? Right. Okay. Right. I mean, or can I find a friend here? Mm-hmm. I mean, those aren't bad things, mm-hmm. but I don't, or, you know, I don't want to, like, I got kids. I don't want to walk into a place and go, all right, well, I'm going to judge this church of if they have a children's program or not. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the... That's not the top of the list, Mm -hmm. a good children's program. You know, rather, the top of the list are these things. Mm -hmm. Are they encouraging a vibrant personal relationship with Jesus? Are they acknowledging and desiring the presence of God? You know, are they a people of prayer and a people of the word? They take the word seriously. You know, are they caring for the church family and for the community? Are they sharing the gospel? Like, those are the things to me. Mm-hmm. That are the most important things because it kind of falls under that category of loving God and loving others and making disciples, mm-hmm. which is the mo- like the the great motives for everything else we should mm-hmm. be doing. So, I guess this list of everything that you just said is based on is based on your interpretation of everything that was laid out in the scriptures that you wrote earlier on how, what I should be looking for in a church. And what yeah. A church the, yeah. The acts too. Right. Yeah. Like, I, like when it says the apostles teaching, like mm-hmm. there should, they should be teaching about Jesus yeah. and teaching about his word. Mm-hmm. Okay. When it's, you know, prayer, 
Mm-hmm. They're taking prayer seriously. There's fellowship, mm-hmm. the koinonia, that they are in, in other words, the koinonia is, in, is not just that we hang out together. It's mm-hmm. that there's a deep caring for one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, I think to me, these are the things that I want to see okay. um, because again, we want to value the things that Jesus values. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in these, we'll put it this way. If a church is functioning in these, or they're, they're desiring for them. I'm not saying the church is perfectly doing all these things, but this mm-hmm. is their desire. This is right. their pursuit. They're going to be a healthy church. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people are people. <laughs> I mean, we're going to run into things with people, even in a healthy church, and you're just going to go, oh my gosh. But, and as a pastor, I can say that too. You know, like <laughs> people are just people. And, and so we're not going to get along with everybody. Not everyone's going to be our best friend. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Are are these things happening though? Mm-hmm. And and are, am I seeing people beginning to look more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. And am, am I am I looking more like Jesus? You know. And so I think these are things that I'm looking for. And you know, and because when I see the presence of God, I, I do hope that the presence of God would be tangibly seen at times, even through the ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel like these are the things that are, for me, mm-hmm. I believe that it's scriptural. And I would, I think if you find yourself in this type of a place, you've got a good chance mm-hmm. of, of growing in the Lord. Okay, I got one more question. Okay. I feel like the, okay, I got one more question is going to be the, oh, thank God this podcast is almost over <laughs> indicator on each of our episodes. But, okay. So, I am a Christian. Uh huh. Obviously, from what I've said this whole time on this podcast, except for when you attempted to change my mind, <laughs> I think church sucks and it's boring. Okay. So, I don't want to think that way. Right. So, how do I personally change my perspective? Ooh, that's good. Because based on what you've said, <laughs> I'm not being a real good Christian guy if I'm not going. So am I a, am I a Christian if I'm not going? And if not, I guess, uh-huh. <laughs> how do I change my perspective so that I don't think these things? Okay, okay. I, here's the thing. Not to make it all about me or anything. <laughs> Right, because because I'm not actually about to say right. the opposite. Right, <laughs> don't be selfish. Yeah. Um, so you know, but I think that if if you're not going to church, right, because you think it sucks and it's boring, <laughs> then I do think that is the that's the call for. Okay, I do need a perspective change. Okay, and that I can't stay in this place. Okay. That's what I would tell you. You can't okay. stay there. Like. Okay, I'm acknowledging it. This is, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm aware of it. Acknowledging it's first step. This is good. Okay, but now, Lord, I need you to help me change my perspective. And so, pray about it. So, well, <laughs> prayer never hurts. <laughs> so, I pray about it. Yeah, pray. Prayer is good. But I'd also, I'd also just pick up the scriptures. Okay. And this is what I would think about. I'd, I'd like start like with Gospel of Mark or Gospel of John, where Jesus is just introduced really fast, and mm-hmm. you're, you're following the life of Jesus. 
and ask yourself this question. Jesus walking this earth, would this be his preference? Okay. Jesus hanging out with 12 guys for three plus years, knowing that one of them is going to betray him. Is that, would that have been his preference? Jesus being ridiculed, attacked, mocked throughout those three years of his ministry, would that have been his preference? Jesus knowing he's going down a cross, would that be his preference? Okay. Right. Okay. The answer, of course, to all those right. is no. no, not his preference. Here's my point. Jesus went a long way. He, he, he endured, you know, as Hebrews 12, 2 says, he, and he and, you know, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross mm-hmm. and despised the shame. And he endured a lot, despised the shame, so that we could be with him and one another. So I need to be in a place where I am connecting to the body of Christ. If, if I can't be just like a singular body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? I need to be with the body of Christ because, you know, in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about that's the place where we mature and grow is within the context of the body. But also, I think this helps us get past our preference points. Mm-hmm. So my point is just meditate on the fact of, you know, when I say preference or perspective, like where I need a new perspective, I, I want to think differently. I want to think selflessly. I want to think in a manner that puts others before myself. Mm-hmm. When I look at the life of Jesus, that's all that I see. That's all that I see. And so I go, Jesus, I want to be like you then. And every one of us, <laughs> I mean, looks like dirt compared to him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, there's not any of us that measure up to that standard. That we can say, but Jesus, I want to begin to have that perspective that you had. That it's not about me and my preference. It's about putting others before me. And and so and that I want to be part of a body where I can grow and become more like you. I want to be part of a body where I can encourage others. I want to be part of a body where they can actually help me grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that I can actually have someone, you know, shutting a light on, on me and go, hey, your attitude here sucks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get, and it's boring. <laughs> and it's, your attitude sucks. Is boring, right? You know, and um, and so, but having someone just say that to me and go, "You're right. It it is right." Um, where's my attitude? Where's my behavior? Whatever it may be, have someone be able to challenge me on that. And and I'm I'm not going to get that if I'm just staying at home by myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if I know that I need the body of Christ, and I need the body. If I know that I need the family, that I need to be part of that family. I need to be part of a family. I need it so that I can grow, and so I can grow in Christ, so that I can be challenged and grow in Christ. But also, so that the Lord can use me. I can't function in those gifts alone, mm-hmm. right? And so that the Lord wants to use me through that process to be a blessing and encouragement for others. Um, and so I'm needed. Um, in the body, and I need the body. It's both. And so I feel like that begins to help my perspective change. And I feel like that can help me go, okay, 
maybe the songs or maybe this, you know, it's not the best or maybe the sermon's not always the best, whatever it may be, but man, I get to be here mm-hmm. to worship and to be with others. And so that's what I would do. I just look at the life of Jesus and allow him to challenge me on the perspective. So a little bit of, a little bit of deal with it and just go. <laughs> a little bit a of a speech, maybe initially. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with initially going, you know what? I think this sucks and it's boring, <laughs> but I'm here. Right. Cause okay. I know I need to be here. Right. Okay. And, and, and so I don't mind someone owning that. I literally just had a conversation with someone about that a few weeks ago. Okay. And they were like, this is boring. Well, I'm the one you're doing a podcast with, not that guy. So no, right. And all I'm saying is I was I affirmed him <laughs> in his perspective that of, of what he, he he felt like it was boring. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to change his mind over that. Right. But I can give a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think what that does is it takes my eyes and the priority off of whatever the, the issue wrong is. Priorities. Yeah. OK. And that I can begin to set my eyes and my priorities straight you know, um, and, and and therefore it's not just all about my wants, my needs. It can be about others. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that isn't what we want to hear, is it? We want to we be told it's all about us. And, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It sucks and it's boring. You'll be okay. You'll, you know. Like, That's not a, what I want to hear. I know. It's not. But with the part of us, we do have to, if you want to say, suck it up, grow up, you know, buttercup. And so, you know, like we got to, we got to be able to say, yeah, this is about Jesus and about his people. So, yeah, well, that was a lot. I felt like it got a little personal on my part. You're welcome. So that, that, uh, that was fun. I didn't realize it was going to be that way. Was trying to keep it objective, but I guess there's no objective when <laughs> when I'm calling the podcast "Church Sucks" and it's boring, right? And you're going, Nate, why did you call the podcast that? <laughs> why did I get this email with the header "Church Sucks" and it's boring? <laughs> so I, I actually found it rather amusing. Okay, good. Every time I wonder, I'm like, what's he going to think of this one? <laughs> like, is this the day where Joseph finally goes, nope, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> you finally struck that chord that I really care about. And, <laughs> and you took it a step too far. Right. No, I, genuinely, I genuinely find these things intriguing. Okay, so. good. <laughs> okay, well, um, that was the, when I heard this podcast, episode three, Church Sucks and It's Boring. Thank you very much, Joseph, for being... I forgot how I ended this last time, but uh, thanks, Joseph, for listening to all my nonsense. Yeah, man. Yet again. No problem. I'm happy to do it. And um, we have social media up now, and nobody's following us yet because I haven't invited anybody yet to follow it, but you haven't either, so I don't feel so bad. Right. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time.